Life is complex, so is our mental health. It cannot be understood by diagnosis alone. Our philosophy is treat the person, not the mental illness. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Humanizing Mental Health. I'm Trent Nakers. And I'm Jeremy Alcorn. Well, today we're going to be talking about breakups. And uh, even though at the time of this recording, I'm in a uh, very committed relationship. And uh, you've been married for how many years now? Yeah, um, almost 23. 23 years. Yeah, you and I actually have Actually, almost 24. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, make sure you get that correct <laughs> with, with Gina when you when you're talking when you're talking to her. You don't you don't want to be like it's been 24 years, but it feels like 30. I, I can't, that that could be a good thing and that could be a bad thing. Yeah. And then we would actually be talking about marriage counseling, but yeah. that's not the subject of today's um, topic. When I'm, we're talking about breakups as counselors, we uh, actually go through breakups quite often, and we're talking about breakups with our clients. Yeah, and. Um, there's there's a few ways that uh, those kind of relationships tend to end. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, statistically speaking, the most likely number of appointments that someone is going to attend, that is the most likely, uh, is one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which um, brings me back to, because uh, like when, um, well, for those of you that aren't aware, like Jeremy helped me with my um, getting my final hours so that I could be a fully registered social worker and, you know, Boom. And he always talked about, um, you know, having that aha moment in the first session, if you can get there. Um, and I think like, like you, like you, we've always talked about like having that be meaningful for the client, but correct me if I'm wrong, but if you have that moment of insight, that's also a good spur for them to come back. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, because it can be that position of engagement. Um, often when they talk about the, the most, likely number of appointments uh, is not 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 the the um, average number of appointments which is a different thing right mm-hmm. the most likely number of appointments being one uh, they they often talk about or try to kind of peel the onion what's the reason why and uh, often the one of the thoughts is because they got what they needed in that first appointment there wasn't a reason for them to need to come back mm-hmm mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, that that actually that's um, interesting that you bring that up because I think for some of us as as counselors, like when they come in for that one appointment and then they don't come again, it's kind of like, you know, again, it's kind of like that Tinder date where it's like, well, okay, did I do what I needed to do, or you know, was I broken sure. up with? And sometimes that's true too, right? It's like they they not only didn't get their needs met, but they don't believe that within this therapy that they're going to, mm-hmm. or that um, they just approached this and they are not ready to approach it more. Yeah, I, I was waiting for you to bring up the old stages of change there, man. Yeah. And I, like, I don't know how common this is for you, but it's quite common for me where a lot of people will say, oh, my mother suggested I'd come. My significant other suggested I come. Or, you know, or they say, you know, uh, I've heard it too, where um, it's people will say, oh, well, isn't it just expected that we go into therapy now? Oh. Hmm. 
I've, I've had that one like where you know it's like well i've just heard that, that this is what i'm supposed to do sure so uh, even as you talk about this then the concepts or ideas about what this conversation would look like kind of develop in my mind that is um not only how do i break up with my therapist uh, but also when is it that i know that i it's a good idea to break up with my th- when do i know that it's time Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I, d- I don't actually need need this anymore because uh, we, we are not like uh, some other practitioners mm-hmm. in which ongoing, you're going to see me now once a week for the rest of your life or else you're not going to be healthy. Um, that, that philosophy is not a part of our world. Yeah. And you know what? It's, it's interesting that you bring that up because I recently had, um, an appointment with a client where, um, like where I am seeing him weekly and where there was a point where, where he, he wasn't able to come in for a month, um, like during those weekly appointments and he felt really bad about the fact because he felt like he was backsliding because he needed me and we literally had to sit down and talk about the fact of what is my role as the therapist and like where I, like, I kind of analogize it to a personal trainer. I mean, sure, going in to see your personal trainer is great and you can make great gains, but it's are you willing to apply what we're learning sure. in between yeah, yeah. so that, I like that I'm not getting more of my financial needs met yes. than, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think that becomes one of the big things as a practitioner, and I often say this, that, that to the person, you get to see me as much or as little as you need as long as it benefits you more than it benefits me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, this also makes me think about, do you remember um, with one of our colleagues um, in the office here, we, we were doing case consultation and we were having that conversation about termination. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, um, that's the other part that I was thinking as this conversation develops is that um, we're really speaking to people about how they know that they're done, which is a very empowering thing mm-hmm. um, because it, 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 it's this process around, okay, I understand that I don't need you now. Um, but the other side of it is they're not, o- honestly, they're not often the one that is necessarily formally breaking up we're usually more formally breaking up with them mm-hmm. than they are breaking up with us. Yeah, and and you know that like that speaks to the power dynamic of therapy itself. Yeah, for sure. And what is that kind of sense of message like in the person that you're just talking about just a second ago? They go, "Wait a minute, I actually still need you weekly." And um, w- one of the things that happens in our world is we got people who don't necessarily have the most secure attachment history anyway mm-hmm, exactly and um and so then what what i saw when we charted outcomes ongoing every session at the calgary mm-hmm. counseling center is that individuals when we got to a place in which they we could see they're getting very much better they're under the cutoff score they're functioning in a way that would be typical for the average person that is not a clinical concern anymore and then all of a sudden boom they get they get bad again. Yeah, yeah. They get they get worse because the, they have that fear yeah. of, oh, wait, no, no, no. It's if I get better, you're going to break up with me. You know, <laughs> and going back to attachment, that's mm-hmm. almost like a child regressing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for, for sure. And, and when you understand that, 
Mm-hmm. And then you can stop judging it and stop seeing it as like manipulative because it's not. No. No, it, it is actually a real concern um, that that they're going to go, but what if I need you again? Uh, that's okay. Then you need me again. Come back. Yeah, absolutely. Like mm-hmm. I tell everyone, I don't, we don't generally close files around here. The only time that I, I, I might close a file is if, honestly, if somebody is not honoring our relationship and not respecting our relationship sure yeah yeah that's like a true breakup Mm -hmm. when uh when it comes to a place and it's a very rare thing where it's like actually there's some things that aren't working correctly in our professional regard and it means i can't continue Mm -hmm. and that's a very very rare thing yeah i think you've only ever done it once or twice that i know of yeah yeah, there's only been a couple of, of times. That's right. Yeah. And, and then I, I've been practicing for twenty years. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. So. Yeah. And and I mean I, I there there well, there was one time too where um one person I well yeah, I just won't see them again because um they weren't respecting me. So it was like uh, maybe, Yeah, for maybe, sure. Maybe it's right. time that you find somebody else. Yeah, yeah. And that is uh is interesting, right? Because as therapists, you know, we, we have this this great flexibility and at the same time, we we need to practice what we preach. We need to also have these boundaries that honor ourselves. And uh, and if there there isn't a way to be able to negotiate that, mm-hmm. for sure. But that's once again very very rare. Yeah. So I'm curious, just kind of going back to um, like the main topic, because we're talking about a lot of things. Yeah. What what would you say? Like if you were to think of your preferred like uh it's not you, it's me <laughs> speech from from a client. Like what, yeah. what 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 would you want to hear? Yeah, yeah. So um I would think there would be a couple of different ways this, this would maybe get set up. Like one, the person isn't getting better. Mm-hmm. And um and why are you spending all of this time, energy and money if it's not actually working. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that I think becomes difficult for people is one, how do I convey that message to my therapist? Two, is there another option for me? Mm-hmm. Because it's great to say, well, you need to find the right fit. True. But, but what, what about the explosion of need that's out there? And there isn't as many therapists as there is people seeking help. And it's then it's like, well, but, okay, how do I find someone else that's going to fit? So that, that may be a very other big piece of this. Yeah. And, and so I'll give two parts. One part is, what do you say to the therapist? Well, you can choose to just not show up. Yeah. That's what, honestly, lots of people do. It's not very therapeutic. No. Um, you can, you know, come into the therapy room and indicate, you know what, I'm, I'm not finding the gains that I'm wishing that or or looking for mm-hmm. when i came into this therapy i was looking for specific improvements and i'm i'm not i'm not experiencing that mm-hmm. and uh certainly i don't know a therapist that uh and that that wouldn't sit with that and go yeah hmm i actually agree with you i'm not i'm not seeing what what it is that we want to see either if they if if you're misaligned that badly that the therapist is surprised, then that's a pretty good indicator that you're just not gonna come back. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and that almost makes me think of like everybody. Like if you go if you Google 
and you go signs of a bad therapist <laughs> I like that like you know beyond beyond like some of the things yeah it's it's like one of those things where it's not able to take your perspective is like on the list yeah absolutely so so but the most likely process that would happen there is the therapist would then try to realign mm-hmm. and actually maybe you don't need to break up with them then because maybe you have this frank conversation that takes you into a new um a new relationship, a new alignment with a therapist, new process, new target, new goals, uh, new techniques. Absolutely, yeah. Like we we are the Swiss Army knife for a reason. Like we're we're able to do different things in different ways. Like that's why at the end of all of my session rating skills, it's what can I do better next time as a therapist? And like you know, I always take the last five minutes to go over that scale with them and then it's like you know that's where we can like do that dance of attunement if we haven't done it already yeah exactly and this kind of links up then with the other part in which someone's like well but how am i going to find a good fit because the therapist might also be in a place in which they go hmm i agree with you Mm -hmm. i'm not sure that we're going to find that fit together in terms of what how I practice, what my perspective is, uh, what techniques I use. Mm-hmm. In which case, then they know a bunch of other therapists. Yeah, like, like let's say, for example, if if you're really, um, like, for me, like, I'm not a very direct therapist. If if you could, if the if our listeners can tell from like talking to me, like, I'm I'm not I'm not Doctor Phil. I'm gonna be like, you need to get real with your life. <laughs> right. Where, whereas some people honestly need that. That is a genuine way. Sure. To practice so I can look at them and I can see, you know what, if, if you're looking for a more directive therapist, it's like, okay, I can think of, you know, at least two or three people off the top of my head that I would, that I would direct you to. Yeah. You and, know. and the, the person that you're looking at right now across the mics is not one of them. No, 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 <laughs> you and I, we're, 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 I, I kind of feel like we both kind of take the Mr. Rogers approach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, you know, we we get the sweater out, the the the, cu- the, cu- the cup of tea. I mean, you know, for me it might be Earl Grey for for me and for you. Uh, you know, mint. Like mint, mint, probably mint, mint, yeah, yeah or lemon, <laughs> lemon, yeah. You know, and just sit there and talk. But whereas some people need somebody to go, okay, this is what you need, or you need to get real with yourself. Yeah, that, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I really do think that there, there's that process. Mm-hmm. But the, the other process that, uh, that I wonder about, and I'll throw that question um, at, towards you, and that is what about someone that has met their goals and they don't know how to say, um, Trent, I don't think I need to come in anymore. How, how would you like to be approached or any, any um, advice you'd give to those people? You know what, with, with those people, and I, like, you know, and, and I would say, you know what, I would say, great. Like, you know, like, like let's honestly go back over your goal sheet. You know, like, like let's look at it. And, you know, and then we'll say, you know what, that's great. I love that. And um, I, I, I would say to them, you know what, that's perfect. You've met your goals. The only thing that I'll say is, is, Either A, um, you know, my door is always open if you need to come back because just because you've met these goals now doesn't mean that more goals don't come up. And B, I would also say to them, you know, before we like, you know, formally close things, what would you think about making an appointment in a month or in a few months just to check in, just to have like you can cancel it. 
I don't mind. I just want to have something on the books just in case. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and often if someone is a little bit more, um, concerned that they may regress, then, uh, then that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's sort of that safety net. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, I mean, th- there's also, um, and I think too, like I, with therapists, I think sometimes people, I don't know with your clients, if this happens, but I've had it happen so often with mine, it's like they're in crisis and then they're like, well, I was going to wait till my next appointment. And it's like, no, I'm here. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like if we have something set up that is a maintenance appointment and the maintenance appointment is set a month away. And uh, someone gets onto my online scheduler and they see that there's appointment an appointment two days away or three days away because someone else is canceled, then don't wait. Just take it. We could always reschedule the other one into the future. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, like we're, 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 we're all like, I'm, I'm not going to say we're always going to be here, but we're, we're, we're ready, willing and available. Yeah. And, uh, and depending on the, the situation, sometimes it's possible to slide in an extra Mm-hmm. You know, where someone just then contacts us, hey, I, I'm wondering if there's something that you can have happen. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it being able to slide in an extra is is reasonable at times, as long as, once again, we take care of ourselves. And um, as I transitioned in my halftime with the military, then, you know, when I was trying to meet everybody's needs, and sometimes it was eight one-hour therapy appointments a, in a day that, that can't be sustained in the long run, but yeah. sometimes the therapist can, you know, slide you, slide you in. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, and we we want to do that because we don't want to see you struggle. And we know that you'll get better mm-hmm. if you get help faster. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's like any, it's like it's like maintenance on your car or maintenance on your body. The longer yeah. that you leave that wound yeah. open, the more likely it'll get infected. Yeah. So it really feels like we're kind of connecting on two sides here and that is one um how how does somebody break up with their therapist and also then addressing any kind of concerns that they might have about their own maintenance um in the case that they are thinking maybe i'm I'm ready to not see this person ongoing all the time now or if the therapist starts to bring it up um because in private practice often if someone just chooses to come and they're just choosing to pay, then they they get to manage that. Um, but there's lots of times other stakeholders that are involved. Insurance companies that are paying a certain amount of money, um, employment, uh, EAP programs that have a certain set number of sessions. Um, there's a number of things that actually influence that. It would be lovely if it was just simply between me and the person seeking help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, like where where you didn't have to do those five or ten sessions if it was good, or you know, or if they needed an extra one, because sometimes that happens. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and there being accountability processes when someone else is paying, accountability processes for the therapist does make sense. It also puts some constraints on how does that. Uh, process work and when does it end mm-hmm. absolutely yeah because um therapy is not is like it's not just a a one and done process you're working with living breathing human beings that change yeah absolutely which means that six months from now 
a year from now, maybe something is different and Mm -hmm. we don't need to start all over again. I need a tune up. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's where it's like, um, you always look at them and go, uh, well, you know, like what brings you back in? Exactly. Yeah. Like that's the thing I can, I can genuinely say to somebody, look at them and like, like I am really interested. I'm super curious Mm -hmm. about what it is that you bring, brings you in today and how I can help you. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I mean that, that, that's the starting point. And I think, um, I think that's also a good point. Like we're like, we're genuinely curious because we want help, but then it also, um, it's intellectually fascinating as well. Yes. Yes. And, um, remember attachment doesn't just work one way. Mm-hmm. So when, when someone comes and works with me, I get attached to them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. There, there's this notion in my mind or realization that there's boundaries associated with that attachment. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But it doesn't change that I am attached and I do care. Yeah. I don't want something bad to happen to this human being. I want them to get better. I want to show them the path. I want them to improve. And, uh, and for me, if they don't improve, there's a cost. Not, mm-hmm. not just uh, in, in terms of uh, time spent and so forth. But it, it's not that I feel like I'm a bad therapist. It's that I'm not okay that, that you're not getting better and that I haven't helped you. Yeah, the, there's that duty of care, that responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I was, I'm, again, ladies and gentlemen, for humanizing mental health bingo, this is another reference to Gabor Mate, so get out your things. Um, he talked about the fact that you don't generally have to like all of your clients, but you generally have to extend care and compassion to them yeah for sure and if it goes so far that i cannot get past that then i will hand them off to someone that can yeah absolutely like he talked about um you know like like um, i forget exactly what he said um uh he said um for people like for uh this was during covid times like when he would say to them um I don't have the uh, the capacity right now to give you what you need. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, right? I have to go back and, and look at the actual um, video. But yeah, he he is a beautiful wordsmith with things like that, and that those are the true nuggets. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. So. Now, oh. Oh. Okay. Um. Just, or, oh yeah, I, I was gonna say, have you broken up with your therapist before? Uh, yeah, yes. Um, so I've been to therapy a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my first dabbling experience was over the phone, because uh, be- because it was part of my own EAP, and mm-hmm. that just came to a conclusion because you had a certain number of appointments, and in that situation. I would not have necessarily cared to connect with the same person again because I didn't build that close of a connection. Being that I don't even know what they look like, I didn't have a sense of proximity with Mm -hmm. them because we weren't physically in the same room. And I don't even remember their name. Wow. Like how I'm curious, how does that juxtapose like you being both the therapist and the client and then, yeah, I still appreciate the process that they had, 
um, with me because it was part of my preparation towards a more engaged, more full therapy. And I'm not actively involved in therapy now myself with uh, you know formalized therapy. And there was a time that I was, and really, it it came to a place in which I just didn't feel like I needed any more help, did I? I think that the the final conclusion, the, the there was a good sense between us that we both understood uh, what kind of growth had happened, mm. and um, and it came to a spot in which we we're just kind of more of an experiment to see will EMDR help for me to uh, diminish some of the physical pain that I've been in mm. and eh, it didn't it's like a like so there was no reason to to continue it was helpful for me in the broader picture um, diminishing some of the intensity of what I had felt from some things in my life but it didn't actually diminish the pain. And so then it, the concluding point was you, you could make another appointment if you found this helpful. And I said, oh, I'll consider it. And that's was the last um, appointment. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I guess I chose with my feet too. I just didn't walk and I never made another appointment. Yeah. Yeah. Inter- interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Cause I, 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 I don't know. I often wonder too, if people are worried about disappointing us or are they going to pay almost or $200, you know, for me to come back and have the next conversation is a $200 cost. Am I going to do that? Yeah. And, and you know, um, I'll say this, I don't know about you, but for me, I'm like, I don't charge for phone calls, you know, uh, unless, it, unless it's a therapeutic phone call. So, I mean, so if someone was just to call and say, hey, I wanted to let you know that this is where I'm at and have a, a, a brief few minute termination conversation. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> termination. Funny. That's the words we use. It seems pretty harsh. But. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Arnold Schwarzenegger talking to come and go, you are terminated, Trent. <laughs> sorry. That, that, I that. will not be back. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, but, but if they want to say, you know what? this really didn't work for me. Mm. You know, I just want to let you know, Yeah. you know, for me to be like, okay, cool. I mean, like if they wanted to talk about it more or if, um, like if they wanted insights, mm. other places to go, I'm more than referrals are free too, because my feeling is my job is yes, I'm going to get paid for being your mental health practitioner, but I also want to see you on your path to wellness. Yeah, absolutely. And who could afford the cost of, um, all of that other stuff. If someone's going to pay me $190 for an appointment, then some of the things that happen outside of the um, appointment need to be included in that mm-hmm. cost. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did you think about uh, the conversation today? Yeah, uh, I thought this was brilliant. I hope that um, it resonates with people as they are able to feel more secure in their therapy, um, consider what does their course of therapy look like? What does maintenance look like? And, um, and how they're able to then come to a place in which they're ready, able and willing to say, I don't, I don't need you anymore. 
Yeah. Well, I, I, well, I, well, I will say this, that, you know, I still need you to keep doing the podcast, <laughs> but, but yeah, like I, 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 I agree with you. I hope that all of our podcasts, um, empower people to not only understand themselves, but really understand the therapeutic process where like uh, the main thing is to humanize mental health. But I hope when we're doing these, that we're also humanizing the mental health practitioner. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. yeah. But uh, on that note, um, I can hear the exit music uh, starting <laughs> to play, and um, you know, before they drag us out off here, and we and we um, get uh, terminated with our podcast. I'll say, right. I'm Trent Nakers, and I'm Jeremy Alcorn. See you next time. Thank you for joining us today. We hope that this message has been as meaningful to you as it has been to us. If you're looking for help, you can find us on Facebook at Humanizing Mental Health.